Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing the pod pause button to Edge God In to your mind, your will, and those crazy emotions, my friends. Whew, it's amazing how quickly we can start our day with the best intentions with God until we run into a human being, right? And then all of a sudden we're hijacked. And so our our topic today, and many times our faith is tested, and our and our topic today is is just that. We are going to take a journey, my friends. It's called I Believe, Lord, Help My Unbelief, taken from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 17 through 29. And Jesus encounters a man who is very distressed. He comes to him and says, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a Holy Spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, becomes rigid. I ask your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. <laughs> Can you imagine standing before Christ and hearing that? How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. No evil can stand in the presence of Christ, my friends. God has overcome everything you feel has overcome you today. The boy's father, Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? Since childhood, he said. It often throws him into the fire, into the water, trying to kill him. If you can do anything, take pity on us. And many times we have prayers like that. Lord, I am sinking. If there's anything you can do. I was just talking to someone the other day who was distressed and was sharing that they were crying out. God, if there's anything you can do. So remember this, my friends. Jesus' response to that cry. If you can, said Jesus. Everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And as you can imagine, the boy was healed. Immediately. There was no lag time. The boy was healed. When the disciples came to him later and said, hey, why couldn't we drive them out? And he said, this kind of prayer can only this kind of situation can only be driven out by prayer and fasting. Not all, not all versions say that, but prayer and fasting. So there's some guidance with that. Our focus today is going to be on that one space. I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. And I'm joined today, very gratefully, by the pastor of Most Holy Trinity Parish in Cresco, Pennsylvania. This is where I go every summer. I have come here ever since I was little. And it's a, a beautiful, I call it a thin slice between heaven and earth. It's a very beautiful spot in the world. And I've been going to this parish for quite some time. And I'm, I had the blessing to meet Father Brian um, last summer. And the thing that captivated me was his presence of love for everybody in that parish. I, I, I just stood back and thought to myself, this is how I imagined Jesus being in the sense that he hugged everybody that that was you know comfortable being hugged and just let them know i see you you matter just with a smile and using all that god has given him his facial expressions his body language he stands in the presence of love and his behavior shows his love for god and god's love for him um, his faith is is very alive and active 
To back up just a little bit, for those of you that are just joining our podcast and aren't familiar with Edge God In, the mission is to champion your human potential in Christ. We are the voice of the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project. You can find out more information on that at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We offer a one sheet to capture your learnings, and there's many groups that have gotten together, and they actually print out the one sheet at edgegodin.com. That's our main hub for the podcast. And they lead the Bible studies based on the topics that you can find at edgegodin.com. So feel free to join us there, join our community, our podcast. We're grateful you're with us today. I will give this a little context. The reason why I was moved to do this is I was having a conversation with one of my very beloved family members who was married to someone who is now with Jesus, who loved the Lord and walked with the Lord his whole life. She had attended church and still attends church and been in, been in a couple of years of Bible study even, um, and said to me recently that Lauren, if someone can just give me faith in a box, I, I really want to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I, I, I want to believe the truth of, of the scriptures. I just can't figure out how to get there. How do I, what does that look like? And I thought to myself, wow, if if she's thinking this, I'm sure there's some other people that out there that that struggle with how do I up my faith? Just like this man who was desperate to heal his son, which is why I, I brought in um, my my friend and, and pastor here in Cresco, Pennsylvania, Father Brian, to help with this discussion because it's it's very powerful. And we'll we'll discuss some scriptures too. Our learning objective is is simple: explore the gift of faith and how one jumps from lack of belief to faith and belief. I will mention this, the word became flesh, as John mentioned in John 1.14, the word became flesh, and the Greek meaning for the word is the meaning. Follow me with this, because this is powerful. The word became flesh, so the meaning of all things became flesh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God. So meaning became flesh. He therefore gives meaning to our lives and purpose as we put our faith in him, who is meaning. So I'm going to just toss that out there and then bring in Father Brian. Father Brian, thank you for being with us here this morning for this very valuable topic. Well, Lauren, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for those kind words. And uh, just everything you've been saying as an introduction is already inspiring to me. Mm, mm. Can you start us in prayer, um, Father, and just just asking the Holy Spirit to uh, guide our conversation today, because it's a real powerful opportunity to to witness to that truth of faith. Absolutely. Well, let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we ask your guidance. We ask you to open our hearts and our minds, but especially that we're open to the movement that is only caused by God's grace poured forth in the form of the Holy Spirit, which we can receive and we can allow to en engulf us and to direct our lives, our decisions, our thoughts, our words, that we may be inspiration for others, the indwelling of the Spirit. We ask for that indwelling of the Spirit now and always, but especially as we carry on this conversation, we ask your blessing to all who listen and all who have asked for our prayers the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. So 
let, let, let's jump in with this. This is a, this is a very powerful topic based on um, my family members request. If I could just have faith in a box, um, how, how do we get there? How, what does that look like? I mean, we've got some scriptures that show us like when Philip was led by the spirit to guide the Ethiopian to Jesus in Acts 8, 29 mm-hmm. through 38. We also have Lydia, the Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what Paul said that resulted in baptism. Without faith, it's impossible to please God from Hebrews eleven six. 6. How, how does this, what does this look like for us to get to from, yeah. from unbelief to belief. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, that's why I just threw it out there that I said, everything you've said in the introduction has inspired me. And I just left it at that because I want to try to remember everything that was going through my heart and my mind as you were saying those words. First of all, the word was made flesh. Logos, the Greek, as you refer to it, is meaning. It's everything. It's not just a word. It's not just a simple translation. It's the meaning of everything was made flesh, just exactly as you said. So we have all that in the word. So we focus on that. And the other thing, too, is I'm glad that you mentioned that example of the person wanting the faith to be deeper. Give me the faith in a box. Hand it to me. I want it. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. Do I have any of it? But the reason I'm so glad that you asked, because I found myself in the last few weeks addressing this topic. People have brought it up. And I just thought it's just odd. And it's funny when you start to see. And, and recognize because the Holy Spirit's always at work. But all of a sudden, I see this little connection. It's just like in a short amount of time, I've had three different people ask me about how do I really like get to the faith? And I don't know if I really have it. And I, I'm often reminded of uh, in the seminary, we were required to take a class uh, called, uh, I think it was just called um, Credence, you know, belief. And it was faith and reason. But that whole thing, the reason is how we think about things as human beings. But the faith is something even above that. So do the two, like the science, counteract faith, like those who believe in science can't believe faith or faithful people can't believe in what science teaches. No, it all fits together. It really does. But the whole thing about the faith and wanting the faith and what does that look like? And I've had so many people and of those three people just asked me in the last two weeks about, you know, how am I doing? Do I... Am, am I going to be okay when I stand before God? Well, first of all, they believe, number one. And the most important part of all this, and it also goes back to the examples you just gave us in Scripture. And um, it, it always starts with the desire to believe. The man, Lord, can you heal my son, if you can heal my son? Well, there's some doubt in there. You know, if if you can, you know, I'm asking. Mm. And that's why the Lord responds, if I can, of course I can. You know, are you confident? And that's what it is. We can believe at one level. And in the seminary, I remember in the course, it started out as, first of all, it seems like, all right, what does this mean? Intellectually, we can say, yeah, I accept that. I, I heard the argument about and argue in favor of the faith. But do I believe it? Well, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, I believe. But how deeply? That's kind of the test question. I, and I was talking to the, another person. I said, on a scale of one to 10, I mean, it's, faith is all about relationships. So if you have a strong relationship with Jesus, you go to him with everything throughout the day. Like, how often do you think of him during the day? When you're at work and you're busy, you know, he works in a very high pressure job. I said, do you ask him for help? Do you say, all right, Lord, what do you think about this? And well, how should I handle this? Give me some direction. He's like, well, no. But at the end of the day, I try to think. I said, okay. Do you think it would be better if you, how well do you know him? 
because it's all about relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you know him? Do you feel he knows you? That's relationship. That's faith. It, I said, if you were to ask him tonight in your prayer, and I'll ask you to do this. All right. You tell me right now, answer the question, and then take it to the Lord. As another, as a person, how well do you know Jesus on a scale of one to 10? Is it a two or is it an eight? He's like, well, I went to Catholic school, so maybe I would be at a six or a seven, you know, and, and that's good. And I said, that, you, you know about our Lord. Okay. Mm. You talk to him. And that's the whole thing. I said, when you believe at a, at a deep level, it's immediate. You don't even think about it. Like, okay, Lord, I know you know. Okay. All right. You're guiding me. You got me here. I know you're trying to, you're trying to help me here. You're, this is for my own benefit. I know. I'm just trying to see it. You know, that ongoing conversation. If we take the little things, the little questions and decisions we have to make on a daily basis, even like, all right, what will I have for lunch? You know, say, okay, Lord, give me some direction. You know, I'm just thinking, I know it doesn't matter that much, but that's practice for us and mm. taking everything to the Lord. And, mm. and then the relationship becomes, a, it can become a 10. Mm. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. So it's mm. all about the relationship because to realize the word is among us. He's with us. He said, till the end of time, I am always with you. Mm. And, and the whole thing is the people who have asked me, they all have it, that little bit like Liddy and all the rest you refer to, you know, help me or help my unbelief, Lord, um, because they know they want a deeper relationship. Just like you have a friend or, or a relative even, and then you say, yeah, we're close. But you think, you know, I wish I spent more time with him or her. I want to be even closer. I enjoy our time together. It's always helpful. It's always a good conversation. It's always uplifting. What about the Lord? You know, is, is he one of those people in that, that lineup of, family and friends and people that you talk to on a daily basis. So, yeah, the unbelief, how deeply, how often would we turn it over to? Like, what about the challenges? Are we saying, okay, Lord, you know this, you can help me. A lot of times they say, put it in God's hands. And somebody says, yeah, it's easy to do that, but it doesn't seem, I said, what, then you just take it back? Yeah, I guess that's a description. So it's easy enough for us to say, okay, I remember I have to put it in the Lord's hand, but then we immediately take it right back. I said, you know what? All these test questions. So, you know, you're faced with some kind of concern or issue or confrontation. um, And you ask the Lord for guidance. Then you immediately then start worrying again, like, all right, so what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about it now? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, okay, Lord, you you tell me. Where, like, what level? Is it a two or is it a ten? You know, it's, it's one thing to say, okay, I know God's there to help me. Do we see him in the challenges as well? Because he allows all these things to happen. So it's uh, it's not only the good things, but, you know, even in those, it's all times. That's a mm. good relationship. Mm. So so mm. anyway, I'm going on and on. Is that addressing? Is that no, no, of- no. I, I, I appreciate your insight on that. And the one thing that's that's kind of a common thread to everything that you're saying is that faith is is a direct result from a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I right. really relate to that. Um, you know, I accept him, accept him, accepted him as my Lord and Savior when I was 17 and gave my life over to him. And it's the relationship began. And it, it's yeah. it's been a constant relationship. I want to throw this scripture out there, Father, and 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 um, talk a little bit about this. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What does that mean? Yeah, the whole thing is, again to be open. So that, that little, it's like the seed. We've been hearing so much about the sower and the seed and the tiny mustard seed and how it grows up. 
and I know in just a few weeks ago when I had a chance to preach on that, and it made me laugh a little bit. I was reminded of my nieces and nephews when they would all hit that same, I don't know if it was a second grade class. Part of their science project was to come home and plant a, a tiny little tomato seed, you know, in the in the empty egg crate where you put a little topsoil. Yes, yeah, I window. totally remember so, that. Yeah. Yeah, and they would, they would, I remember they would do that. They'd run downstairs the next morning thinking that there's going to be a big tomato plant. Nothing yet. All right. <laughs> but first, we had to convince them that, that it will happen. And that little tiny seed, there is much more than meets the eye. It's in there. First of all, you have to have it, you have to, and you have to want it, and you have to take the time to put it in the soil, water it, and then care for it, and, and then you'll see. There'll be great results. And eventually it would. Then they would look back and say, yeah, now that I see it's big and there's tomatoes, I forgot all that came from one little seed. That's the word of God. It's filled with truth. And truth never changes. Our mm. situation changes on a daily basis. That's why we can read sacred scripture uh, a year from now or a month from now or a week from now. And it'll even tell us something more than today because our yeah. situations change in a year, a week, a month. So our situation is different, but the truth never changes. So first mm. of all, we have to want that because I have people who are not even open to that. I'm like, well, you know, do you, are you asking me because you want to know about the faith or you, you want to argue about it? I said, if you are, if you're legitimately asking what we believe is Roman Catholic, I'd be happy to tell you. I said, but is that what you're asking? Are you asking? Because it really was a conversation about the Blessed Mother. Somebody who's mm-hmm. very, um, uh, you know, in their Christian belief that, you know, Catholics, non-Catholic, but a very devout Christian and saying, I just don't understand. I said, that's a legitimate question. But then it was like this very defensive, like, okay, so tell me why. And I said, if you want to know, I'll tell you. But the door has to be open. I was happy to explain our teaching, the, the church teaching, and, and the reason I personally have this strong relationship and appreciation of our Blessed Mother. Is that what you're asking, or do you want to just debate the topic? So they have to be open, and that's taking in the word and the seed and allowing the seed on fertile soil to, to take root and to blossom and to bear great fruit. So the openness, even a little bit. I, I'm 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 often reminded of of uh, the scripture that says the the word of God is like a double edged sword. It cuts through heart, marrow, soul, cuts basically to the heart of the person. And for me, when I started reading the scriptures at 17, I couldn't get enough of them because it changed my life. The the power of the word of God within me uh, opened my yeah. heart to the Holy Spirit that changed my entire life. My, percep- my yeah. perspectives, my vision, how I communicate, it still does. It's by faith, by faith, yeah. by faith. Um, like Romans 117 says, for, for, it, for, for in it, the, right, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. The righteous shall live by faith in the sense that yeah. um, faith is, and faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. What about the person? Because I had this conversation with my family member. And with other people that are like, yeah, but I'm not even there. I don't even believe. I think that the the scriptures were written by man. Okay, See, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you've heard that. I'm sure. I'm sure you've heard that. I have. Yes. And uh, and it's funny because I mentioned those three people who were talking to me recently and asked about, you know, but I, I I actually want the faith. And one person never really had it, wasn't raised in the faith. And this is, this is something that, that he's embracing. And he said, my problem is, he said, I'm so cynical. That's about, he was talking about himself. And uh, he said, so I doubt and try to look and punch holes in everything. Mm-hmm. And first of all, just to mention that, that 
the word of God, it's like, it's a double-edged sword. And, and it means, and I'm sure Lauren, for you, that it means that one of the, the cut that it makes is that you then realize what's right and what's wrong and have to yeah. know that you have to walk away from certain situations and certain yes. behaviors, even certain people, even though you care for them and you invite them along, you can't go into, and it's just, there that path, the path that leads away and the path that leads to God. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing about, you know, the word and having to hear it and the word of God. It's one thing if somebody, the words are said, but do they truly hear the word that was said? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, they're responsible now because they know about, well, since they know about Jesus in the Bible, then they're responsible to act on it. If they didn't, then they're, then they're condemned. And well, we don't make that kind of judgment. And I said, are they really fully responsible? The words might have been said. They might have been sitting right in the room when all this was said. Like, I have relatives and I have a lot of friends who were born and raised Catholic, as they say, cradle Catholics, and then walked away from the faith. Or I have friends who they heard it growing up. They received their sacraments. The words were spoken, but it never really took root. They they might not have been listening, and who knows what gets in the way. We may not be fully it responsible. It didn't move to relationship. Either. It didn't move to relationship. It didn't move to relationship, exactly. And when they walk away, it's just like they still haven't embraced it or they still haven't heard it yet. Even though the words were said while they were sitting there in the room, the words were echoing through and other people heard it. They just weren't listening at the time. Maybe they were distracted. Maybe they were facing or struggling with a difficulty. Who knows what? So it's not why and how responsible they are but they just haven't heard it yet. Mm-hmm. So we keep trying. We keep living out of life, and that's how we witness to the faith, as St. Paul says all the time, by our actions and our words. Yeah, it's really interesting because um, I, I've been really thinking quite a bit about some of the, some of the scriptures around faith uh, since that conversation a couple of weeks ago. And um, the one st- a couple different stories kept coming to my mind. One from Acts 16, 14 with Lydia, right? The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what Paul said. Right there. Yeah. You know, he the Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what God said. And and in Luke 24, 45, it said, it says, uh, Jesus said, or it was said about him, that he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Remember when they're when they're walking along and they're exactly. like, man, weren't our hearts burning inside of us? We thought it was Jesus, yeah. but was it Jesus? You yeah. know what I mean? And so many right. times in our lives, we're like, is that you, Lord, is yeah. that not, you know, you know, right. is that you or is that exactly. not you? And so we we constantly yeah. have that, I think, you know, even as followers of Jesus, it's our our fleshly nature. As, as St. Augustine said, you know, I've learned, I learned the secret basically of Galatians 5.1. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free, stand firm and don't allow yourself, meaning we have a choice point to allow ourselves to be burdened by the yoke of slavery of the flesh, doubt, uh, worry, anxiety, um, all the things that, you know, the seed falling on the, on the path, on the thorns, all of those things can Mm -hmm. engulf us. And yet um, Jesus is constantly, you know, what's amazing is there, these are people that had witnessed Jesus walking on earth and still they were doubting walking with him on the road after he rose from the dead. Yeah. I just find that so curious and, and, and interesting because then, then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And that to me yeah. is such a powerful phrase. So what do we do with that when we're, when we're having conversations with people who are like, just give me faith in a box, right? How, right. how do you, how do you guide someone 
you know, you know, I'm just thinking about the book of Acts and I, I yeah. love reading the book of Acts over and over and over again, because it shows, mm. okay, this is what the disciples did after Jesus yeah. left. It's the first book that was followed the, you know, the scriptures, uh, I mean, the four gospels. And so it's basically, okay, well, what happened next after he was taken up to heaven? And it lets you know, the Holy Spirit comes and all of that. Yeah. So how do, what does that look like in conversation when when you're talking to someone like, well, hey, I'm not even there. I don't even know if the scriptures are sacred. I don't even know. Um, you know, I, I'm not yeah. atheist, but I believe in something um, so that you get to that point. Absolutely. Like the, you know what I mean? Like, hey. I do. I know exactly. Because what it is, is oftentimes there's these test questions and they're all echoed in the scriptures that you're quoting. Because even like Philip with the... Ethiopian he, eunuch, he just, you know, he was already reading scripture. And he's like, I don't understand. I need somebody to explain it to me. And even Lydia, her heart then was open to understand. And the the the, the uh, disciples on the road to Emmaus, but weren't our hearts burning within us? So the person who says, give me this. I don't even know if the scriptures are sacred or whatever. The first thing I have to ask is always a test question. That's always good because you get someone to think and they get to analyze how they're feeling or where they're really at. And sometimes just putting it for them trying to put it into words helps them to clarify what they're thinking and how they're feeling and why. When I'll say, okay, you're asking me, you want the faith and just give it to me in a box. I don't even know where to start. Then I say, is that because do you want it? And that's where you have to start. Do you, are you asking me because do you, so you want the faith? And if the answer is yes, then the door swung wide open. And that's where you go. Yeah. And you have to get them to stop and say, okay, why are you asking me this? It's like the person who just wanted to argue about the Blessed Mother, devotion to the Blessed Mother. I'm like, if you really want to know, I'd be happy to tell you. But is that what you're mm -hmm. asking me or something else? That's really powerful. And he changed the subject. And that was, yeah. So he wasn't open to it at that time. I think later he was and all that worked out well. But uh, um, it's a matter of where we're at right now. And most times, like in every example that you mentioned, they all had that spark. Something caught their interest. Something caught their attention. The, the word on fire touched them, mm. and they saw it and felt it. We're not our hearts burning within us. And they're like, I want more of this. I, I think I really do. Mm. Do mm. you? Stop. Yeah. Yes or no? Do you want this? Because it's a double-edged sword. You'll be walking away from your old way of life your old self and put on the new man as, as uh, St. Paul tells us, and mm -hmm. it'll be good. It'll feel good. Yeah. Cause you know, it's, it's good and right and wholesome. It's everything. It's meaning. It, it's, it's, it's meaning. meaning. It's, it's, it's the word. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's true meaning. I, I, um, I listened to an interview with uh, Bishop Barron and Shiloh Buff. Uh, I think, I think that's how you, what you, how you call his name, but he played Padre. I think so. Yeah. Pio, Padre Pio, right. you know, uh, yeah. Uh -huh. So, so there was the movie about Padre Pio and um, Shiloh was shared that he was at a really low place and listeners, if you haven't seen that interview, it's really powerful. Shiloh, he, um, he, he played um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Harrison Ford's son. He also was in all the Transformers. Um, that's, that's who he is. So he was in, in a low place, but then he, in order to get into the role of Padre Pio, he went to a monastery and started hanging out with with the um, uh, those who were living in the monastery, obviously. And so he started to, to 
catch fire with with the lifestyle and he said a, he said a very profound thing that was very simple that i thought was kind of goes along with our topic today uh, because faith has to leads to purpose faith leads to purpose in life because it's it's accepting meaning the word becoming flesh the son of god and so when you receive that into your life and experience the baptism within of the Holy Spirit. So you come alive for Christ and you're in relationship, mm -hmm. then that leads to purpose. I was once this way, like, like in the chosen. Yes. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Rumi plays Jesus and, and his testimony is really powerful. He was, my husband's Greek Orthodox and he was, grew up in Long Island, which I did. And um, he, he, was Greek Orthodox and now is Roman Catholic, but his journey with Christ is profound, and he plays Jesus in the Chosen. Um, but it's it's all it comes from faith, and this is what Shiloh said: everyone's looking for some sense of purpose, as was I, right? And and he said, with much prayer and and discernment, I've come to a simple conclusion about purpose in life: one, ask God to reveal to you what your gifts and talents are. What are your gifts and talents? Because God's given them to you. And if you're cloudy about them, ask for discernment. What are they? Then pray for the grace and to ask, how do you want me to use these to help other people? And that's your purpose. And I thought that yeah. was so simple, but it starts with that, that seed of faith of like, hey, why is my heart beating? Show me. Right. Um, yeah. I remember, I remember even praying like, being very honest and and this is going back to that that honesty of i, I appreciate what you're saying because jesus accepted people where they were at and mm -hmm. loved them enough not to leave them there i was no right. exception same thing i was totally lost in the world came loved me where i was at it was that love that transformed my life and the holy spirit that moved me to where he wanted me to be by faith by faith by faith so it's kind of like, as I'm thinking through this, um, remember when uh, the disciples came and said, hey, the people are hungry. Yeah. There's 5,000 freaking people here. That's not even counting women and children. How right. the heck are we going to feed these people? Right. Yeah. And that's a, that's a faith crisis, right? It is. Yes. I mean, just thinking about that. And 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 what was Jesus' response? <laughs> Feed them. You, yeah, you do it. You, yourself, what? you do it. Yeah. What? You know, talk about a faith thing. And then still they weren't catching on. He was, he was, he was yeah. inviting them to have bigger faith, but they weren't picking up what he was putting down. So he finally said, right. Well, bring what you have. So that that right. kind of goes along the lines of what you're saying, like, Absolutely. hey, you're God meets you. What, yeah. Yes. Bring, bring what, what you, you have. Yep. And bring share what, with others. Mm -hmm. And God will multiply it. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. And if we bring this inside the castle, St. Teresa of Avila just has an amazing book. Interior, on interior castle. castle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, it's amazing. Yeah. There's so many different rooms in there that the Holy Spirit and God want to occupy. And so, um, but as we bring it inside the castle, make that personal what do you have to bring to the Lord today, listeners? What What is it? What is your two fish, five loaves? Maybe it's a crumb of a piece of bread and a half-eaten fish. Whatever it is, bring your seed, even if it's that phrase, I want faith in a box. Bring that before yeah. the Lord. 
toss it at his feet and watch what he does. It's that, I think, Father, what we're talking about here is, is that openness. Uh, yeah, it's that yes, that saying yes. yes. Do, you, exactly. do you want this? Do you want That's what it. I have to offer? Is that why you're asking? Yeah. What is the reason you're asking? That's and it powerful. sounds sincere to me. Yeah. What is it that you want? And, and it's really um, answering that question. I'm, I'm reminded of when I did hit my knees and I, I remember saying, you know, it's Lauren in case you didn't know when I was praying because I didn't <laughs> pray <laughs> you know, in, case, in case you didn't know it's me. It's me. <laughs> and um, I want what I see in the lives of these people. Um, I don't know how to get there. Uh, show me. And I'm sorry for drifting away from you and doing things that aren't aligned with the person you've created me to be, which is what we call sin, right? It's destructive. Yeah. God doesn't, God doesn't, uh, God approaches everything with love because God is love and, and love draws in and judgment repels, which is why, as I mentioned in the beginning, I, I see the love of Christ in your countenance and it's much needed because love transforms. That's what transformed me. It wasn't judgment. Like Lauren, I can't believe like you're partying every weekend and you're smoking and lying Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, It was, Hey, God loves you. I'm like, what? Just as you are, he loves you. And that is, that unlocks faith. Yes. Yes. That truth. It's truth. And it's non-changing. It's always it, the case. It is truly. Yeah. And it and, and it is. I, I heard something that grace, what is faith? Faith faith is grace given to declare what you believe. And mm. and 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 without faith, it's impossible to please God, as as Hebrews eleven six says. And faith is the assurance yeah. eleven eleven one says, and that's the faith chapter in, in Hebrews. Listeners, if you if, if you if you're not familiar with that chapter on faith. Check it out, Hebrews chapter 11, but it starts out with faith as the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. What does that mean? Yeah, and I like the way St. Paul describes, you know, faith as those things that are hoped for versus things that are already seen, we know have already taken place. I've had people ask me about that, and I said, you know, faith, hope, and love, and we're supposed to, you know, hope and faith, to have faith. And I said, well, I remember somebody describing, you have faith in someone that they're going to show up to dinner on time. I said, no, if it's already happened, you already know. They either were on time or they weren't. But somebody who's consistent and you have faith and you trust in them, you trust that they'll keep to their word, your faith is stronger. You say, oh, I have faith in that person, that they'll do what they said they're going to do. And that's ultimately what we're asked of our our faith life in God, our Mm -hmm. Lord. And what he promised. And if we truly believe that, it takes away all challenges. It doesn't mean life will, will be without uh, any kind of ups and downs and challenges, but we, we take them in a completely different way where it doesn't shake us to the core. It doesn't rattle us. It, it's like whatever it is, it is. This life is passing and we're focused on the life to come. Mm. And then we just want to please the Lord in all that we do here. Mm. And that's the faith if we have it. That's the, the hope that we are confident 
that if we, the Lord is directing us on the right path. You know what I'm reminded of is when Peter was in the boat and there was a storm and he's walking toward them and they thought it was a, a ghost. Yeah. And, and, and so they were fearful, but once they realized it's the Lord, um, that stirred up Peter's faith to yeah. the point where he asked to do something that he's never done before. And right. yet, yet, you know, what's interesting about that scripture is, is that he was scared at first. Yeah. There was a storm. There, it, he was, he was, you know, scared at first when the Lord there, was coming yeah. toward him. And then, and then he asked to do something he'd never done before. Lord, I want to come to you. You know, so Jesus is a man of very few words and conviction. Come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he steps uh, out of the boat yeah. and he starts doing something he's never done before. This is so powerful and gives us hope. I, I feel because here he is doing something he's never done, walking on water, right? So listeners, when you are going through a difficult time and you fall back into fear, which is part of the flesh, right? St. Augustine said, right. I've learned the secret of, of the freedom by giving my spirit permission to guide my flesh rather than my flesh permission to guide my spirit. So here you see a kind of a toggling back and forth with Peter. He gave his spirit permission to guide his flesh, Lord, I want to come to you on water. We'll come. So he steps out, he starts walking on water, and then he starts to look at the waves and he starts to sink. And then he remembers the one who is faithful and says, Lord, save me. Instantly, right. God reaches down and picks him up. But it's interesting, just in that one story, he was pulling on a faith file. Because he had been walking exactly. with Jesus. He knew that he was faithful. He knew he would save him. Yes. And, and it and goes that, back to everything that we were saying. Yeah, if he had the desire, I want to come to you, then come. But it starts with, do you want this? And he's like, yes. Now, he had faith enough to start it. And then, but Jesus then says, you have a little faith. Not so much as a criticism, I think. I mean, it can be looked at so many different ways and the meanings in there. It's just like, it could be like Peter was wondering, why did I begin to sink? I know I, I feared. What was the faith? Not so much just the fear, the lack of faith. The stronger your faith, the more you can ward off fear of anything in this world. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and we all go through it. We all go through, we're, all, we're all faced with those challenges and opportunities on a daily mm. basis. That's part of earth school, right? Yeah, fear, exactly. Fear yeah. of faith, fear of faith. Right. Right. So that's an invitation for all of us as we're bringing today's conversation to a close today. Um, listeners, remember your faith files. Even, even if you haven't even taken that leap of faith, think back during the times when you've gone through very difficult times that you didn't think you would get through and you're still here. And then ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, to show you and remind you of the power of God in those moments where you overcame. Because that will give you the grace to be able to reach out and declare, as Peter did when he was sinking, Lord, save me. When I was going through advanced cancer and divorce at the same time and had five years of treatment, as many of you, Many of you listeners have heard my story. There were many times where I was sinking 
And the doctors were trying to get me five years with three young children. And I would call out and be sinking many times. I was just sharing the story the other night. They accidentally gave me a double dose of a steroid because they have to give you steroids so you don't die of the chemo each time they administer chemo, which I had for two years. And one time they accidentally gave me a double dose and I thought I was going to die that night. And I was laying in bed in fetal position and just shaking. My heart was pounding. I thought it was going to pound out of my chest. And I just remember saying, Lord, save me. And I, I saw a vision of, of Jesus. And there was no words. There was just the countenance of his assurance that he was with me. I didn't know the outcome, but just that, that slice, that thin slice between heaven and earth and the Lord, the Lord's presence of love and confidence was enough to get me through the night with faith because I was lacking it. So as I was sharing the other day with a friend going through a difficult time, listener, you might be holding on to the cliff with your fingernails. I, I remember feeling that way many times. And, or you might be in a very good place in life. Perhaps you're feeling that you do have faith and you're leading with faith. Or you want to have faith and you don't have it, but you do want it. Either way, bring what you have to the Lord. And it really is that conversation of what do you want? Jesus even asked, where was that scripture where Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Was it the blind men? Because he saw that they were yeah. blind. The blind men, right? And he said, what do you want me to do for you? He yeah. obviously saw that they were blind. Isn't that interesting? He asked them that. Yeah, because he wanted him to state it. He wanted him to say it. Exactly. You're exactly right. Yes. And so the blind, he, he asked the blind men, what do you want me to do for you? Obviously, he knows they're blind, but he wants us to mm -hmm. declare what we want. So listeners, let's be specific. Exactly. And ask for what we want and know that, that nothing, God will not hold anything that is, that, is, that is within the will of God. He will not withhold it from us because he loves us, loves us right where we're at and loves us enough not to leave us there. So, Father, what would you say are some closing thoughts for listeners to carry along with them based on our conversation today? Absolutely. I would just like to say one thing in particular. The, the most important thing is that to never be discouraged, to always be encouraged, that if you have any desire whatsoever for the faith, no matter how big or how small, and sometimes we do think that, no matter who we are, we think, I should be better at this. I should have more faith. I should, my faith should be stronger. Just know, just by having the desire itself that you want it, that's all God is looking for. He just... Mm wants us to want him. As long as we have that, he'll help us do the rest. His grace mm. is enough. Wow. That is that's so powerful. Th thank you for that. That, that, just, that just sums it up. Just bring what you have and he'll multiply it. Yes. Father, can you close us in prayer today? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Almighty God, we thank you for this time together, this, this meditation on the Word, and on faith, and on Scripture, and all that you provide us to give us all that we need. We know that your love and your grace is enough, that it is always with us, never pulled back, that it will bring us and lead us to the kingdom. 
We ask this as all things in Christ's name. And we ask your blessing, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father. Really appreciate you your time today and, and being on the call and, and also for making um, Jesus' love recognizable in this world. Well, thank you, Lauren. I greatly appreciate this opportunity and your kind words. God bless you and, and everyone who's listening. Mm, thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. And remember to outshine the darkness. Look forward to our next podcast together. God bless you today.